We make those choices sometimes in life about what's really important, about what we care the most about. Welcome to the Athens First UMC Sermons Podcast. I'm Sarah Lawing, Director of Online Productions. We hope you'll enjoy this weekly resource. Let's play question and answer for just a minute. Obviously, your answer stays with you. It's up in your head. But just think along with me uh, for a moment, if you will, especially you, but, but all of you uh, this morning. Uh, we are all confirmands in one form or another. Uh, would you rather be guilty of loving too much or loving too little? You don't need to do anything, but just think about it for a second. All right, question number two. Would you rather be guilty of trying too hard or not trying hard enough? Would you rather be guilty of caring too much or caring uh, too little? I think, I think everyone in this place probably said, well, or probably thought, I'd rather be... I'd rather be guilty of loving too much than too little. I'd rather be guilty of trying too hard than not trying hard enough. I'd rather be guilty of caring too much uh, than not enough. And that's a good thing, especially if those thoughts become a reality in our lives. Then we begin to live a life that deeply cares. And that's the Christian life, the life that deeply cares. There's an old story, it's probably a fable, uh, of an inn, a resting place, halfway up one of the French Alps. And it's the place where after you've climbed all day, you come in and you sit by the warm fire and they provide you with a hot meal and a hot drink. You rest for a while, you relieve yourself of the pack you've been carrying all day and, and you lie down in a nice bed for the night. You have a good night's sleep and the next morning you awake and you make an important decision. The most important decision is the decision as to whether you're going to succeed or whether you're going to fail. And the decision is, are you going to leave the warmth and leave the security and leave the comfort of that inn? That inn is called the mediocre inn. Mediocre is a French word that means halfway. It's halfway up the mountain. And you decide whether you can leave your place by the fire, whether you can say goodbye to another hot cup of coffee, and whether you're willing to put the pack back on and climb to the summit and give everything you have to succeeding in your journey. That's sort of what this is about. This is the day that you sort of make a decision about whether or not it's going to be a mediocre journey with Christ or it's going to be something that Christ is proud of. It's going to be something that you can be proud of. It's most importantly going to be something that touches the lives of other people. They see you, who you are, and how you live. What you say and what you think and how you go about your life and they're going to have questions about it. And when they do, that means you're going to be a light. It means you're going to be an instrument of hope. It means you're going to be someone whose faith is contagious. Do we really ever boast about mediocre? Are we really ever proud of a mediocre journey with Jesus? Are we ever proud of being a mediocre church member? 
Someone who goes part of the journey, but they're not willing to pay the price to make it all the way to the top. And that's sort of the question before you today. See, this is not the beginning of your journey, but it's an important place in your journey. And you sit here today, and we're going to ask you questions, and you're going to respond to the questions, but, but when it really becomes most important is when you leave, and you decide for the rest of your life what kind of journey this is going to be. Are you going to sit down by the warm fire and have another cup of coffee? Are you going to be able to put the pack back on and continue the journey and make it to the top? In the early church, they decided they needed to distinguish between certain sins. You know, the lightweight sins and the heavyweight sins. And so they came up with what they call seven deadly sins. Seven deadly sins. These were the heavyweights of the heavyweights. One of those sins is sloth. Sloth. That, I never really did get that. How did they come up with sloth? Do you know what a sloth is? No, you do? All right. Raise your hand then, like this. Raise your hand. You know what a sloth is? Good deal. All right. A sloth is a mammal that spends most of its life hanging upside down in a tree in the rainforest. That's basically what it does. Nothing. And so sloth has become uh, equated with laziness. So the sin of laziness, according to the early church fathers, is one of the seven deadly sins. But I think if you translate sloth into the understanding or into the category of being a sin, I don't think it's as much a quality of being lazy as it is a quality of saying, you know, I don't care. I don't care. I just don't really care. This is the day you leave behind, I don't care. This is the day you leave behind, I don't care. Because you say, this is the place where we say, I care. And you are the people who say, no, I care. I was driving in this morning on Atlanta Highway, and there was a sign by the road advertising a church, and it said, Spirit-filled church. Spirit-filled church, and it had uh, miracles and wonders and mysteries. It had all that on the sign. And then it, and then it had uh, where truth is proof. And I thought, I wonder what they mean by that. Where truth is proof. What they mean is if you come there, they're going to prove the truth. Because things are going to happen in that congregation, in that worship experience, that are going to impress you so much that the truth that they are declaring is proven to you. But you see, the proof is not in the wonders and the miracles. The proof is in you. You see, you're the proof of the truth. Your life, your lives are the proof of the truth. And we either prove that in a compelling way or we just kind of don't care enough. We care, we just don't care enough to be the proof of what we declare as, as the truth. This is a place and these are the people who are proof of the truth. Fred Craddock tells a story. Fred Craddock's a 
was a great preacher. He tells the story of returning home to western Tennessee every Christmas, and he would go to a restaurant that was owned by an old, old high school boyhood friend of his. And he said he would go by every Christmas at least one time, and he would walk in, and he and his friend Buck would have a cup of coffee and a piece of pie. And he said one Christmas he walked in for his pie and his coffee and he looked at Buck and they, Buck came out and they sat down in a booth and, and uh, Buck said to Fred, we need to talk. And he said, okay, let's talk. And he said, no, we need to go somewhere and get a cup of coffee. And Fred said, well, isn't this a restaurant? And he said, yeah, but I don't want to do that here. So they went to another restaurant to get a cup of coffee. Now, let me tell you the backstory. This restaurant was in what what used to be called shotgun houses. You know what a shotgun house is? Anybody know? Yeah, no, give me something. Yeah, no, no. All right, here's, let me, this is elementary. This means no. <laughs> this means yes. Now, no, okay, yes. All right, you should. Now, when I grew up, anybody, how about any of you? Okay, they're nodding, they're old. So they're nodding. Shotgun houses were this. Uh, shotgun houses had a hallway from the front of the house all the way to the back of the house. And all the rooms were off the one hallway. You could look in the front door, and as you looked in the front, just like this church, this is a shotgun hallway, you could, I can look at people outside that door right there. So it was said you could take a shotgun and you could shoot it from the front door to the back door and it never hit anything. It would just go right down the place. And, and so the restaurant, when people would no longer live in those homes, they often would turn those homes into restaurants. And there would be a curtain hanging halfway down the hallway. And there is where the kitchen would be, halfway down the hallway. So Buck and Fred are having this conversation in this diner, and Buck said, did you see the curtain? And Fred says, yeah, I saw the curtain. He said, well, the, the curtain's got to come down. The curtain's got to come down. And he said, well, take it down. He said, well, if I take it down, I'm going to lose some customers. You see, restaurants and shotgun homes in those days, white people came in off the street and went into the front door and ate in the front of the house. And black people came off the alley in the back and came in the back door and ate in the back of the house. And the curtain was the sign that the front half of the house was for white folk and the back half of the house was for black folk. We actually lived in a country that was okay with that. So Buck said to Fred, the curtain has to come down. And Fred said, we'll take the curtain down. And he said, well, he said, if I do, I'm going to lose some customers. And he said, well, leave the curtain up. And he said, if I do, I'm going to lose my soul. So it's a choice between losing some customers or losing your soul. We make those choices sometimes in life about what's really important. 
about what we care the most about. See, we're, we're the people who say, I care. But we don't care the same about everything. You see, Jesus said, love God with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Do you care? In a few weeks, we're going to celebrate Easter, right? Celebration of joy and hope and life. A celebration that says, I care. I'm a Christian and I care because the one I believe in cared enough about me to give his life for me that I might have life forever. I care. Do we? Do we see that child with a swollen stomach from hunger and say, well, I mean, it's not my child? Do we see that grieving widow who's lost the love of her life and we say, well, I mean, it's not my mom? How about that, how about that gentleman who's living by himself and he's dying of loneliness, but we say, well, it's, you know, it's not my dad? How much do we care? See, that, that's one of the things you're deciding today. How much do you care? You can care halfway up the mountain, or you can care all the way up the mountain. It's a simple thing. It's not complicated. Would you rather love too much or love too little? Would you rather try too hard or just try not so hard? Would you rather care too much or care too little? That's what you're faced with today. That's what we're all faced with every day of our lives. How much do you care? Can you watch that baby with a swollen stomach? Can you see that wife drowning in her tears? Can you see that man who's just so desperate? for someone to care. Or do we say, well, you know, I mean, I don't know them. They're not my dad, my mom. They're not my child. They're not my brother or my sister. So, you know, they're not in my church. So maybe it's really none of my business. See, today is when we say, yeah, it is your business. It's your business. And it's your business. And it's my business. I've served seven churches, seven, little bitty ones with 10 members. I've served in small towns. I've served in larger towns. I've served churches with 10 members. I've served churches with 300 members. And this is a church with 4,000 members, 4,000 people who've said, I care. I care. A lot. If we really did, If we really did, let's be real. Let's be honest. This community would be better than it is. And I love Athens. But it would be better than it is if 4,000 people said, I want to be guilty of loving too much and trying too hard and caring too much. Everywhere, every church, 
no matter the size, no matter the place, there's always come a moment in my experience there when somebody in that church or somebody in that community has told me, because I'm the pastor of that church, they've said this to me, that church doesn't care anything about me. Sometimes they were a member of the church. Sometimes they were someone in the community who didn't go to the church. And they always felt like they needed to tell me because I was the pastor of the church. And they would say to me, that church doesn't care anything about me. And I would say to them, oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. And they would say, no, they don't. And I would say, I know that church well. I've been in churches all over the place. Yes, yes, they do care. And they would say, do they really? And I'd say, yes. And they would say, tell me their names. Tell me their names. May I use your name? How about yours? May I use your name? May I use your name? How about yours? May I use your name up there in the balcony? I've told them names through the years. I want to be able to tell them your name. And this is the moment when you say, count me in. Count me in. Chuck, you can tell them my name. I care. I care. Because I followed the one who cared so much. He gave everything for me. In the name of the Father and in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. To listen to more sermons, read past devotions, or look up opportunities on how to connect, visit us at AthensFirstUMC.org. Stay in touch with us throughout the week by following us on Instagram or Facebook at AthensFirstUMC. Oh, Lord, I'm again.